off the crossbar and let's go down. Throw! Oh my goodness! Are you kidding me? Let's go down. Call, interference announced, and then interference picked up. It's Play is not reviewable by Detroit. It's the Lions almost always almost win. That seems to be their M.O. this year. They come so close. Um, yeah, I would say there's been a lot of Lions games where, like, if the other games were sort of like, eh, you'd be like, I'm going to watch this one because it's close and they're making a game of it. Yeah, they've made a game of almost every game. And, you know, it's 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 funny. It's just when they – the other side of that is when they win, they kind of lose, as in last week when they won – they beat the Cardinals, but they fucked up their number one draft slot, losing that to the Jaguars. This week, they lose, but it feels like they won because they played so well. They had their quarter, uh, quarterback was out with COVID. Their number one rot- running back has been out, DeAndre Swift. They're basically their top offensive weapon. TJ Hawkinson was out. He's been out for a couple weeks now. So they had no weapons. They had Tim Boyle, TB, TB12 quarterbacking. And they had a shot to win the game. Um, just just amazing. Uh, and it, it's funny. People felt pretty positive in Detroit. If you listen to Detroit Sports Talk Radio and everything, they feel good about the direction of the team, even after that loss to a pretty inferior, uh, mediocre Atlanta team. But it just felt it felt good, um, even losing, just to come that close. They, they actually had a shot to win in the last minute of the game until – uh, Tim Boyle threw an interception at the goal line that, that could have won the game. Um, Tim Boyle, by the way, I, during the broadcast, I swear I heard his name pronounced wrong several times. Like he's so unknown. <laughs> it was Tom Boyle. I think it was Tim Bowles once. Um, so I feel bad for our TB12. Uh, he's he's showing some uh, signs of becoming a, a at least decent backup. Uh, he threw his first TD pass of his career to Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown, by the way, uh, 35 receptions over the last four weeks. That is only second to Cooper Cup in the National Football League. So Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, who had a touchdown on Sunday, that's a that's a name you're going to pay attention to, I think, going forward. That's that's a receiver that's emerging as, you know, in, in a, nor- a normal team might be a number two or number three receiver, reliable guy. Uh, of course, in the Lions, he'd be our number one right now. Um, Atlanta, I, I need to back up in here a little bit and talk about Atlanta. Um, Lions fans uh, have a history. We might remember our history with Atlanta, recent history that would be one of the top three moments, I'd say. I'd, I'd rank at number three in uh, ranked moments in SOL history. As in 2017, your former Golden Domer, Golden Tate, caught a game-winning touchdown from the one-yard line uh, in the waning 
seconds of their game in 2017, eight seconds to go, actually, where he scored the game-winning touchdown, you'd think. Of course, all scoring plays are reviewed, and the, the touchdown was actually overruled, and quite controversially. I think it could go either way. They said he was had a knee down while he was being touched uh, by the defender, and I think you could question whether his knee was down and when the guy touched him uh, before crossing the goal line. So they somehow determined that it was enough evidence to overturn, which I thought was ridiculous. It, it would have, it should have been a you know touchdown because it was ruled that on the field. Uh, the issue, you know, if it had not been uh, on ruled uh, touchdown on the field, Lions had time to get up there. You know, it was on the one yard line. They could have, it was still right there. They could have, spiked the ball and had another down to and eight seconds to actually uh, try to score again. Unfortunately, with a review that was overturned uh, in the last two minutes of the game, I believe the rule was and may not be anymore. Uh, it was a, an automatic 10 second runoff to a team that no longer has any timeouts, which the lions had no timeouts, unfortunately. So not only did the touchdown get overturned controversially, the clock was run from eight seconds to zero by a rule, and the Lions were uh, denied victory immediately because of a technicality. You know, again, they, if, the, if the reps had ruled that it wasn't a touchdown to begin with, it would have been... Uh, you know, just second down and they could have spiked it and had a chance to win. But since they ruled it a touchdown and then reverse it, the Lions lose. And it's just it's just an another amazing thing. Uh, the only thing I would put past that in SOL history, maybe number two, it would be the process catch Calvin Johnson. Yeah, that was that was horrendous. That's horrendous. Another rule that no one ever heard of until it happened against the Lions to lose a game. Of course, number one is near and dear to this podcast heart as the interference call in the 2016, 2015 playoff game between the lions in uh, Dallas uh, where pass interference was called. The flag was, the flag was thrown. The, they were actually, I thought they even called it on the field. Then they actually picked up the flag and said, no interference Subsequent review of it made it an obvious interference call that was somehow mysteriously picked up that led to a Lions loss that would have been only their second playoff win in uh, 30 years of Lions history. I mean, those the, nothing wrong with that, that <laughs> one. Congratulations to you. Uh, there, there was definitely nothing wrong with that one. But. Uh, finally, to, to wrap up this uh, Lions portion of the podcast, I like to call the SOL Sadcast. Uh, there is a historic, today is uh, December 30th, which is a historic day in Lions history. Jim Schwartz was fired on this day in 2013. Our, after five years as coach, he was fired after a 29 and 51 uh, record. Uh, zero ties. I, when I was looking that up, they made sure to say there was zero ties. I'm not even sure you could have ties back then. I think they've changed that rule since then. There could actually be a tie. But um, yeah, so essentially his five years were the beginning of the Stafford era in foot, of Lions football. Um, Stafford, by the way, who had three interceptions last week against the Vikings, adding to his total of 13 for the season. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. Yet the Vikings could not find a way to, to overcome to over to do anything with that. So um, I think that's about all I have. That's about all we need to talk about with the lions other than um, they can clinch a, uh, number two slots in the draft with a loss this week. Or All right. Week. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, they moved one step closer to clinching that number two. But I think they're playing a pretty terrible team this week. Yeah. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. But the the Jaguars, who have now taken over the number one draft slot, almost beat the Jets to uh, ruin their number one slot and put the Lions back in the number one slot except Trevor Lawrence uh, spiked the ball on third down and gave them only one shot at throwing a touchdown pass and was unable to do so on fourth down. So uh, moral of that story is never count on the Jaguars to do anything good for you one way or the other. So unfortunately that did not work out for the Lions. So I don't see the Jaguars winning a game in these last two. I don't even know who their opponents are, but it doesn't matter. They're not playing the texans or the or the jets so the lions can look forward to clinching the number two with a loss uh potentially this weekend at seattle the lions are like i said are shorthanded uh it's sounds like uh jared goff had a chance to come back after being on the covid list last week but he has since hurt his knee and i'm not sure what that means for practice if he will be uh I don't think he practiced yesterday, so I, I don't know what that means today or if he'll be playing in Seattle on, on Sunday. Uh, DeAndre Swift is coming back, which is an interesting thing is he's obviously our number one running back, and I'm not sure you really want to see him come back in these meaningless, two last meaning meaningless games um, for fear of more injury or aggravating the current injury he has. I don't blame him for wanting to get back on the field. Uh, is any any reputable professional athlete will want to get back as soon as they can and help out his team. But is it in the, the Lions' best interest to have him play uh, when he's obviously had some issues? So kind of hold, holding our breaths to make sure he doesn't get hurt in these two last two. But So, yeah, they will be playing in Seattle as uh, another team that we love to hate here, uh, the Chicago Bears squeaked out a victory in Seattle last weekend. I, I did not watch that. Did you, did you catch much of that or you had thoughts not, on that game? Not much of it, but I, I caught, I caught the, the end of it. And, um, you know, the, so it was the one game was getting a decent amount of coverage because it had snowed there and it snowed a lot there. So it was the one game being played in the snow and, uh, when the Bears won the game, I was like, what the hell just happened? Seattle had a 17-7 lead going into half. Mm. They had an 11-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Jesus. But what no one counted on was that Nick Foles was the quarterback in this in this football game. Nick Foles. Nick, Nick, Nick. I don't think Nick had played since week seven of 2020. Yeah, I haven't so, heard his name in a long yeah. time. So they were down. They were down two quarterbacks due to injury. The Bears, that Fields and the Red Rifle, were both out due to injury. So what's going on with Fields? I haven't heard. I haven't paid any attention to. It's been like a knee issue. So okay. I don't even know. I don't know what the deal is this week with them. I think it's Bears fans like a, must be holding their breath though. If yeah, future franchise quarterback. 
Yeah, I mean, I think. Dramas. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know that. I don't even know why you'd play him again this year. Makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, I mean just like talking about with Swift. Yeah, you're you're out of the playoffs. You're not even like he's not worried about. Like, I don't know what Swift's contract is. You know, sometimes these guys need to get in the game because if they don't play a minimum amount of games, they they make less money or whatever. I mean, obviously, that's not Fields' case, at least this first year probably. But, um, like, it just it just would make no sense. But it was it was it was just the the Seattle Seahawks are so much a shell of themselves. It's like hard to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, Russell Wilson mm-hmm. threw, I think, for 182 yards in that game. Wow. And and that's you've got D DK Metcalf and and Lockett still. Like you still have two like a, a potent one and two receiver. And somehow the Bears hung around the 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 Seahawks missed a second half field goal that would have sealed the game for them. I think it was actually in the fourth quarter. Um, early earlier in the fourth quarter, they would would have sealed the game for them. They Nick Foles gets the ball back with uh, you know three minutes and fifty two seconds, marches them down the field, and, and if this doesn't sound funny, the, the the score was to Jimmy Graham Foles to Graham for the touchdown, and then some guy I never heard of scored the two point conversion. Yeah. And the Bears leave with a one-point victory, and you're like, what the hell just happened? And going into the game, there was talk that, again, that they were going to fire Nagy after the game. But, <laughs> like, why would you fire him at this point? There's only a couple games left in the season. It yeah. just seems stupid. I would think they would definitely wait till the first day after the season's over. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's where that announcement's coming. But Yeah, and and – and why is why is sports media bothering to drum up these stories that oh did was he saved by by this one point victory no no <laughs> i mean so i mean the bears are a terrible team but now but the seattle is just like i don't know if russell like like you were talking about with kyler murray is russell wilson there's got, something he, going on he's there. older but is he injured and, and we don't and we don't know yeah, I mean, he is not himself, and I, I, it, it's such a huge drop off in a short amount of time that I'm not gonna equate it to like age, right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say like this is Russell Wilson going forward. I feel like something's wrong with him. Yeah, that's that's why I think it's an injury because I don't think of him as old yet necessarily. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So, um. Th- you know, this really opens this game up for the for SOL to be in full effect because this is not a good football team. There's infighting in Seattle. I mean, this I know is, it makes me nervous. This is ripe for the picket. Yeah, I mean, I don't know when the last time the Lions actually won in Seattle. There's been all those historic things like where they hadn't beaten Pittsburgh in, in Pittsburgh in 66 years or something like that. Yeah, sure there's a stat we'll be hearing about for Seattle. So that does make me nervous seeing the equally inept Bears go in there and get get the victory. Um, that's not what I'm looking for at this point. That's what the Lions have done have done to this Lions fan and many others like me. Where I'm rooting against my team to get a better draft pick. You know, we've got we've gone through this debate over and over again. You know, do you want your team to win? Or do you want them to win in the long term? Do you want the short term gratification or 
building a healthier franchise over the long term. And that, that's where that's where I lean to. I want I want them to lose these meaningless games to get that better draft pick as they can, you know, lock down that number two overall pick and hope to be, hopefully move back to the number one somehow. Um, if they win this game somehow, they you know, there's the potential they could pick number five or number six almost in this. Draft, which yeah, you don't you don't want that. I'm sure Bears fans are lamenting that victory too because they were just eliminated from the playoffs the week before, and now you know they they're fucking up their draft slot. You've got nothing else to nothing else to live for. I, I did. Don't think, I don't think Bears fans are that smart. Though. <laughs> I did look up. I did some number crunching uh, for the Lions, where looked at uh, meaningless games over the last six years. Have they played the most? They've uh, yeah they play a lot. <laughs> they are they are now six and seven uh, in games that meant nothing after they were eliminated from the playoffs. And Holy so cow! They would have been uh, they were five hundred before last weekend. So which is kind of crazy to think about how they've won half the time that they are <laughs> they are eliminated from the playoffs. In all other games in that span before they've been mathematically eliminated, they are twenty games below five hundred. They are forty for, and sixty. So for, perhaps they should start the season as if they're eliminated from the playoffs. Yeah, this is why this is why SOL exists. This is why I, I am such a frustrated, annoyed Lions fan. That the numbers bear it out. They are better when the games don't mean anything, and they fuck themselves out of draft picks when it when it matters least. So such is the plight of lions fandom everywhere uh some people either recognize what's going on or they have their head buried in the sand media. you were two and seven you'd be in a bad mood too Get your mouth shut, jerk. The Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. If Worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them. The Olympic podcast. Just a couple of Chicago pricks united by our hatred of the University of Michigan football and the Chicago Bears. Find us at lipditkas.com and anywhere you listen to podcasts.